0: The Blast from Our Past Network. Hello and welcome to the Blast from Our Past podcast. We are the podcast that gives you full on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. I'm John. And I'm Adam.
1: And I'm Megan. Hello, Megan. Hello, Megan. Hello, Megan. Hey, you guys, I was like, wait, do I say my last name? Do I say my Instagram handle? I'm like, whatever. I'll, we'll just talk about all the things.
2: <laughs> Let's talk about all the things. Yes. Um, we found you a long time ago. Once we started the Blast From Our Past podcast, I remember I got on Instagram. I started immediately looking up anything nostalgia. And mm. your handle at the time was uh, Nostalgia Chick or something a- yeah. around that. The so- Nostalgic,
1: Exactly. Nostalgic. Yes. So I had that, but then, you know, just through life things, people, people were trying to find me on Instagram, but it wasn't my name. So then I ended up Mm -hmm. changing it to my name. Well, my name is Megan Lamontane, but that's like really long. So I changed my handle to Megan Ryan because that's my middle name. And then I was like, you know what? I miss the nostalgia. I miss it. So how do I combine the nostalgia with my name? So I changed my handle to Megan explains it all. And I feel like that's where it should stay for a little while.
2: (laughs) Yes, absolutely. I think that fits. Um, Yeah, I remember just seeing you just tons of nostalgic, specifically like a lot of Nickelodeon. You were you were a 90s kid through and through, right?
1: Through and through. There's something about the 90s, early 2000s, 80s that just makes my heart so happy. And it always made me happy. But it wasn't until I started much like you to explore social media and explore other people that were obsessed with the same Decades as you know, we all grew up in and it's like there's so much fun and passion and happiness and nostalgia And I just felt like we're in a time where we really we really need all that And it's something that connects our generations together and something that no other generations will ever understand
2: because yeah, we lived I,
1: without the internet and with the internet.
2: You're right. You're right. We are definitely a special group. Um, and I know every every generation like feels that their pop culture was the best, but no, our pop culture, without question, was the best. One hundred
1: percent. You cannot compare to what we have. I'm sorry. Yeah. I will go to the grave with that. You can't. <laughs> That's
0: right. So I'm interested to know, Megan, what kind of what what sparked this this sort of. Uh, you know, trip down the nostalgic uh, rabbit hole. Um, like, why did you want to start your uh, Instagram page and all that?
1: Well, I think for me, it's always kind of been in the background of whatever I've been doing. I just never realized that it could essentially be a brand. So I moved out to Los Angeles and I dabbled in everything. I've done sports. I've done entertainment. I've done, but everyone was always saying to me, like, Megan, what's your brand? Oh my God. If I had that question one more time. I was going to freak (laughs) the fuck out. I was like, I don't know. I'm just Megan. Like what the hell? Um, but then I can't really remember what made me all of a sudden one day be like this, this, this nostalgia thing, this, this is it. Oh wait, no, I think I do remember. Hang on. Sorry. So I (laughs) used to do this. It's since has been deleted because it was not the most appropriate thing, but I used to do a web series called single Megan but it was a spoof off of um, Amanda Bynes doing her little bit from all that where it was called Dear, or Dear Ashley or whatever. I know exactly
2: what you're talking about. Yeah. So
1: I would read actual messages that I would get through online dating. I wouldn't say their names <laughs> and I would just rip them a new one and I would just <laughs> pop off. And like, it was really funny, but people saw, started to see a different side of me. It wasn't like the pageant Megan. It was, oh wow, this girl. This girl can go there and kind of be so I was trying to find my comedy since I've been on Freeform and I've done some stuff with Nickelodeon. So I was like, okay, maybe I should wipe this away from the Internet. I mean, I'm sure it's somewhere. People probably have it somewhere. But just for my own sanity, I need to get rid of it. But I thought, hey, there's something there. There's something speaking to these people that love nostalgia. So here we go. And that's kind of how that all started.
0: So I know I've, I've mentioned this uh, on the podcast, and we actually had the directors on here, but have you seen The Orange Years, the yes. documentary about yes, early, Narco- I, n- early Nickelodeon? Yes,
1: I've, I've chatted with them throughout my whole nostalgia thing, too. Like That was, um, yeah, anyways, yes. Yeah, so I feel like we're all connected in this weird way. <laughs> mm-hmm. We've all conversed with each other at some point, but that is so cool that you guys have had them on as well.
2: Yeah, it was a really good episode. We did our top 10 Nick shows, and that worked Ugh. out really well. Yes, so, that was great. Yes. It was. yeah, Wait, you I had, had once, uh, Sorry, oh, I know, know ahead, the
1: viewers. Maggie. I know the viewers can't see my shirt right now, but I'm wearing. According to Mash, I was supposed to live a more luxurious life than this. Do you guys remember that that game that we used to play? As, oh, oh, maybe it's Ma- more yes, of a girl the thing. Mansion, apartment,
2: oh, uh, shack, shack and a house. Yeah. Oh yeah, John, John. um Myself and our sister used to play that while we were in our, while our mom worked. We went like pretty much. She would stick us in yeah. the conference room, and we would have like you know like the the whiteboard, and we would play mash while we were waiting for her to finish work, like or do some like weekend work or whatnot. I had to Absolutely. throw on
1: some nostalgia for you guys, so it's I good. figured, thanks,
2: much appreciated. <laughs> I wanted to throw one ah, tiny hint of beef your way. Oh, uh, and and that's only because I, I know you grew up in the area, but do you have to be? A New England fan? Do you have I to like it. the Patriots? When, of you,
1: when you said beef, I'm like, we about to talk some football. I know we are.
2: <laughs> exactly.
1: Okay. okay, you guys, Adam, know, I'm so mad. Okay, so before we started this podcast, like, I'm excited. I'm on the East Coast now. I'm like, okay, I'm going to no longer have trouble watching my pats. Because when I lived in LA, it was always Struggle City. I was always at the bar at 10 a.m. Who wants to? I'm just chugging down mimosas, getting ready for my pats. <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, I checked CBS, not not playing for me today. So I need to I need to buy a package or something. I'm upset.
2: Yeah.
1: I'm upset. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I did grow up in wow. New England, so New England is in my blood. However, I feel like I've been cheating on the Pats lately because I can't uh, like Gronk and Tom. I just yeah. I can't I can't hate them. And yes, I did watch the Bucks game, and yes, I was super happy that it was such a great game and they beat the Cowboys. Like, I just, I'll forever, I'll forever just be, you know, grateful to them. So I I will promote, I will forever be a fan.
2: I think that's fair. I think you should honestly probably be a Falcons fan because that's what I am. And we honestly, uh, we flopped really hard in that world, in that uh, Super Bowl for you guys a couple years ago.
1: that was the only time I feel like I may have almost died in my life yeah. be- from massive heart palpitations. Was that yeah. Super Bowl, y'all? I just want to apologize. I don't know how we did that. I don't. I don't know. I. But that was a crazy game, and I used remember to it. it like it was yesterday. <laughs> I
0: was just say it, that's par for the course with Georgia sports. Exactly. It's just <laughs> oh, what we do.
1: My God. We, oh my God. We get
0: it right up into the end, and then we drop the ball. Uh, in In lots of different ways, brutal. but but yes. uh, we've actually gone like seven minutes in and we haven't even mentioned what we we're talking about <laughs> today. <laughs> so Megan, we're here to talk about our top ten favorite sitcom parents. I'm very and glad. I thought this was a brilliant uh list to do. and I, I don't know about you guys. I focused strictly on sitcoms that were kind of before two thousand. Yeah, yes. yeah, pretty much. Yes. They had to have their first episode before two thousand for me. Um, yeah, okay.
1: same. It, it's all it's all nineties, maybe some late eighties in there. But yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> that's fair. Okay, that's fair. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna stick with what you know. Exactly. Yeah. Your brand. You've got your what is your brand, Megan? <laughs> my
1: brand now. Got... My brand now. Whatever the frick it is <laughs> changes on the day. I don't know.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, that's all right. You got to go with you. Got to go with you. Yes. Whatever you is,
1: it, I don't so know why I said that sentence. That's that the weirdest thing that, I've ever
0: fucking said in my life. That
1: was really deep, though. I appreciate. it. <laughs> I think I needed that. There
0: you Nobody go. has ever said that to me. No. Um, <laughs> oh man! <laughs> uh, and uh, I believe we all stuck to one parent. Yes. Yes. Not not in pairs. Okay, which yes. is good because I think in some cases, yes, one parent is better. Than the other, or at least was more, a more favorite for Absolutely. for various reasons, so and I'll I, have my reasons. I'm sure, and I'm sure we all will with uh, with everyone else's. I right, Adam. Do you have anything else you want to add before we get jump into our list? I don't think so. I just wanted to uh, let Megan
2: know because I hadn't told her before. The way we do our list is um, whoever has a person higher on their list, like higher is in like a lower number. Like they might maybe my number one or my number two. If they're your number ten, say for example, you put. Peter Griffin on your list. I'm just going to throw that out there. Um, if I had Peter Griffin is like my number one, I would say, all right, I have him higher. And then you wait until whoever has that person highest on your list or the lowest number. And that's when we'll talk about it.
1: Okay. Okay. So, so if we have a match, but mine is exactly. higher, we'll talk about it later. Exactly. Yes. I'll, I'll just say, hey, I have that build suspense. Okay. Yep. Okay. Build suspense yeah. and okay. let the
2: person, you know, who had it higher start off the conversation.
1: Sounds good.
0: All right, well, I don't normally do this, but we're going to start off with our guest and oh. Megan, will you tell us what is your number 10?
1: Okay, so here's how I started. Like I wrote down all my favorites and then I had to order them, which was really hard, you guys, because I felt yes. like I was <laughs> Okay, so I sort of feel bad, but my coming in at my number 10 is Tim the Toolman Taylor, um from Home Improvement. Now, this is this was my reasoning. He's a great dad, but low key in every episode, like almost burns something down. And yeah, I'm just—he's surprised- a buffoon. <laughs> he's a buffoon, and I'm just surprised he was able to still keep his wife, manage his three kids, whilst being an absolute shit show.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. He didn't make my list, Adam. He didn't make my list. He made my honorable mentions, but Oh yeah, honorable mentions. Okay. I
1: feel like I feel like I'm gonna have a lot of different ones from you guys. and maybe that's yeah. just like gender wise or whatever. Well, I don't
0: know. That's all that and also um John's a little I did not, older. I'm a little older, yeah. I
2: think. So Okay. Yeah, John was born in eighty, I'm an eighty five baby. Uh, and I'm not sure about you. I'm eighty seven. No. Okay. Well there you go. See okay. well, yeah, a little bit yeah. slide and scale. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean hilariously played by Tim Allen. The grunts. I mean that 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 made the show.
1: It did. <laughs> It really. What did, what did he do? He went r.
2: <laughs> can we can we, get, can we get that one more time, Megan? No, yeah, there we go. I think
1: that I think that was just like a one-two-time thing. I could.
2: <laughs> but I mean, he was he was goofy. He was funny. It was the kind of thing where exactly he would go outside talk to Wilson. Wilson would give him some sage, perfect advice. Then he would come back in, try and do something good. Screw it up when he talks to to Jill, Jill. about, you know, what he, uh, wanted to, or what he was trying to do. And then she kind of laughed it off. And then, you know, he would continue, and I just but it was good. Yeah, it was I good
1: can't stuff. believe we went all those years too, without seeing Wilson's face. Yeah. Oh, geez. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. Okay, there we go. That's all
2: right. Yes, it's I remember sorry. it was what at the very, the finale or something you, you, you finally do see your face. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> Ugh, I didn't like that. <laughs> well, I, yeah, right. I saw you his face Yeah.
0: Yeah. I saw his face once uh when he appeared at the Grammys. They won for uh, the Grammys and he came, went up on stage. And they even made a they made a uh a point of uh pointing it out. Uh They're like, a, that's a Grammy that's or an Emmy. Oh an Sorry, Emmy. I don't okay. know why. I was I said like they were
2: doing a song? <laughs> that would have been awesome.
0: So. Uh another thing I know the only one I even watch anymore is the Oscars and that's like on occasion. Yeah, i award shows i'm done with the grammys for sure
1: oh my gosh my sister clearly is not getting the idea that i am recording a podcast oh my gosh okay hopefully it's not an emergency i mean she's never called me that many times in a row so i just told her i was recording a podcast
2: if yeah if it is of course if it is or you need to.
1: no she (laughs) says she goes oh shoot okay all right
0: i think we're fine jeez
1: louise i kept declining it like girlfriend Oh no. wait, 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 wait. This is worth okay. sharing. She goes, I think I have a way you can watch the Patriots. <laughs> oh,
0: there you go. <laughs>
1: that was that was absolutely crucial. Like I needed that is I mean that, essential. that's an that's a, absolute that. emergency. Yep. Um, that's hilarious. Okay, I'm so sorry for that. It's
2: all that's
0: good. all right. All right, Adam, what is your number 10? Well, I'm glad you uh,
2: came to me next because it's funny. I like Tim Taylor. But my number 10 was actually Jill Taylor. (gasps) Oh, wow. She is my number 10. played by Patricia Richardson. I really liked her. I mean, I think she was kind of, um, you know, uh, looked over a lot on that show because Tim Allen was so goofy and, you know, he was like, you know, obviously the star. And I get that. But she was the sane. She was the rock. She was the complete sane and relatable person in that show. That, you know, when when you see him grunting around like a fucking idiot, you know, she, <laughs> she was the person who would kind of bring balance and had to kind of pull him down. Um, and I actually, I really appreciated that. She was just someone who I was like, man, she would be a mom that I would have loved to have in real life. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm, so. Wait, okay, now I should... Should
2: I, I? I have her higher on the list. Oh, Wait, you guys.
1: should have said no. <laughs> should I do that right now.
2: Was... <laughs> say it higher when I when I first say the name. Say, okay. oh, I have her higher. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Now that's that... okay. That's okay. I <laughs> already right. right, did my spiel. You will save yours for when you uh, when okay, perfect, when we get perfect, to it.
1: Perfect.
0: Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. My number ten, I guarantee you, is not going to be on either of your lists. Uh, because it is an older show, a much older show. Uh, when I was younger, uh, Nick at Night was on Nickelodeon and came on around nine o'clock every night. But also it would be up early in the morning because regular Nickelodeon didn't start till about 7 or 8 am. And sometimes I would get up early and I would watch a lot of really old TV shows from the 50s and 60s. and I loved those shows. One of them was the Donna Reed show. So my number 10 is Donna Reed. I'm not not expecting that to be on anyone else's list. No,
1: don't have it. Mm -mm.
0: And I don't know if maybe at the time it was watching this sort of perfect 50s family um, with the stay-at-home mom and the kids who... Maybe got in a little bit of trouble, but they always learned their lesson, and they never really got in trouble, and they still got the bike in the end, and whatever it was. <laughs> I just kind of wanted that picture perfect thing. Of course, now I know how completely false that shit all is. Yeah. Um, but for some reason, I really gravitated towards it, and she made my list for the st- sheer nostalgia of how much I actually watched that show when I was a little kid. Oh,
1: okay. I loved Nick at yeah. Night. That was I did. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was oh, good. Yeah.
0: I was I always kind of liked it better once
2: once they got their own network TV Land uh, I was just like well it, it lost some of the some of the spark you know that yeah. you know the, the kids staying up and seeing some of those older shows and it's just like oh it's on all the time now eh not as fun
0: I totally agree I, yeah. I think it lost its magic when it went to its own uh, mm-hmm. its own channel yeah all right well let's swing back around to Megan for her number nine
1: okay my number nine is Maggie Seaver. From growing pains
0: not on my list okay. okay not on my list. okay
1: i loved growing pains and actually i can't even remember which network it was on disney i don't even i don't even know
2: <laughs> yeah but it feels like like an abc kind of thing to oh, me so yeah maybe it was abc
1: yeah, yeah yeah but um i love that show but the reason why i put her on the list is because she raised the kids and then in later episodes once they were all in high school she went back to work as a reporter And Mr. Seaver moved his psychology practice into the house so he could then take care of the kids. So I really thought it was cool of the show itself to kind of show that, you know, yes, she raised the kids or whatever, but now she's like, going back. It's like badass. She's going back to work. And especially since she's a reporter and, and I went to mm-hmm. school for broadcast journalism and everything. I was like, yeah, Maggie Seaver, you go. You're badass. Yeah.
2: So, <laughs> that's great. Anyways, that's and I think a lot of people would, would lean towards like the Alan Thick character instead. Yes. Uh, but I think it's great exactly that you uh, that you swung uh, yes. that way. So yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, Adam, you're number nine. My number nine. Uh, there is a chance Megan would have this father on her list but i'm not sure john most certainly not because uh we did an episode you know not too long ago with uh, matt mitchell from the it's a southern thing and you'd never even heard of the show before but i actually quite liked it in the later 90s and it's the show smart guy and i'm talking about the dad floyd henderson in that show
1: i do not have it on my list but yes to smart house yeah. <laughs> or not or smart guy well, smart yes or to house. smart house too that <laughs> yes. was a good that's
2: a good decom but uh <laughs> smart <laughs> guy is good too yeah so played by john marshall jones john he you do not you, you didn't watch the show at all you didn't even know it was no. a thing nope. um but you kind of remember i mean taj Maori played the smart guy and his dad was a widowed single father Um, And he kind of like, you know, had his own business and he had to wrangle these three kids. You know, the one, you know, who was a elementary school who got shot up to high school and he's smarter than, you know, his brother and sister. And, you know, dealing with basically three high school kids and all the madness that goes with it. And he just I don't know. He just seemed like a genuine dude. You know, he was maybe kind of some a little bit more strict than like some of the other kind of comic dads. But and a lot of the times, you know, they would kind of like, you know, he'd be the comic foil for the kids or that kind of stuff. Um, but overall I felt like he gave good advice and was a really good, um, like parent to look up to. So I, I was a definite fan of smart guy and, uh, the dad in that one.
1: Yeah, me too. That's a good one.
0: Uh, my number nine is also not something I expect to be on anyone's list. Cause this is also another older show and it's actually not necessarily a show I watched a lot, but this was one of the funniest fathers I think I'd ever seen, and so anytime it was on, I would like to watch it just to kind of see what the father would do and really kind of what, what he was going to say. My number nine is Fred Sanford from Sanford and Son. Uh, an honorable mention, and I am totally okay. not surprised
2: he made your list.
0: I mean, that guy is hilarious. Oh, yeah,
2: exactly. Red Fox,
0: one of the greatest comedians I think we've ever had. Um, Very underrated, I think personally. Yeah,
2: yeah. He. It's just the classic, you know, faking the heart attack. I'm coming to see Elizabeth. All that kind of good stuff that people. I mean, I still feel like I see that every now and then. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. It's funny, and you can't escape it. And he, dude, talk about like quick, like that guy. (laughs) Now I've got some other people on my list that are really good parents at. bring in the sass, if you will, or that kind of kind of vibe. But I felt like he did it maybe first and he did it really,
0: really well. Uh, All right. Let's swing around to Megan's number eight.
1: Yeah. Number eight for me is Amy Matthews from Boy Meets World. Um, I honestly, I just love Boy Meets World in general. But the reason why I put Amy on my list. Well, I just love that she was so supportive of Corey and Topanga's relationship at such a young age and just always was, like, the mom to both Topanga, too, like, in the later episodes, Mm -hmm. and such a good mom to, like, Eric Corey and the little... The, the daughter the one that, the one that no one remembers was, the girl whatever whatever. Was, yeah like,
0: exactly the daughter <laughs> written off she the was show
1: recast a couple times so it wasn't even the same girl like the exactly. whole time whatever um i don't the, think
0: anyone even noticed it. but yeah. there was
1: one thing and the reason why she's a little lower on my list is because there was one episode where she says to topanga why couldn't you've just gone to yale and i was like amy matthews oh. amy matthews like <laughs> what. Okay, so it kind of like hurt me a little bit. So she made the list, but she's kind of lower on it for that yeah. reason.
2: Nice, <laughs> <laughs> right, so that's a good call. A lot of a lot of people around our age adore Boy Meets World, and I like Boy Meets World just fine. Um, but like, it is yeah. I, I some people like it is life. Boy Meets
0: World is life yes. for a lot of people. Yes. Yeah. I I was just about to say I completely forgot there were even parents on <laughs> Boy Meets.
1: They weren't Meets really World. the Cause, forefront because I didn't
0: watch it that much.
1: But you know, I I had to because I love that show so much.
0: Uh, all right, Adam, number eight.
2: My number eight, I think has a has a good chance of maybe being maybe being on both lists, maybe not because he's so iconic. Maybe the most iconic dad in sitcom history. Um, I just didn't watch the show all that much but I know how great of a TV father it is. I went with Andy Taylor from the Andy Griffith
0: show. Oh. I uh, didn't make my list. No, okay. But I did I did watch my plenty of my fair share of the Andy Griffith show when I was younger, especially on Nick at Night.
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I wasn't a huge Nick at Night guy, but I I saw a few Andy Griffith shows and mm-hmm. like to me it's This is the wholesome pick. This is just like, you know, genuinely good father, good, you know, giving good advice and being an honest person. And just like back in like, you know, the old day where everything just seemed wholesome and and whatnot. We all know that's all bullshit, but (laughs) I'm just kidding. that's that's a little dark, Um, but it's just like he is a he just was a super good father to little Ron Howard and loved it. So cute. Yeah, that's fair enough. Okay. Yeah. So the iconicness is what ultimately sure why it became got on my
0: list. Uh, Well, oddly enough, that is kind of funny because my number eight actually comes from roughly that same era. Uh, This is kind of my last uh, pre-80s sitcom parent that I'm going to have on my list. Um, And I was kind of going between two people in sort of a similar style sitcom. And ultimately, I went with this guy because I think I just watched the show more. Um, And I know that the movie version of this character is seen as a little bit more suave but I still always liked this character. My number eight is Gomez Adams from the Adams family. Uh, I was, I was up between one. him and Herman Munster. Dude, I, I, uh,
2: Gomez didn't make it, but Herman actually made my bigger list to start off. So, That's um, I was, one.
0: I was a huge fan of the Adams family TV show. Um, it, I did absolutely enjoy the movies. I love oh, yeah. now, obviously at the time. Also, um, I don't know how I was dialed in with, uh, like having crushes when I was like ten, but <laughs> Christina Ricci, from yeah. the second yes. I saw her, I was like, "I want to marry that girl." Yes. Obviously, didn't happen, and that's quite all right. <laughs> but yeah. there's still time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Don't tell my wife that. Eh? Yeah, yeah. Don't or your kids. <laughs> <laughs> but I was a huge fan of the TV show, and I I just kind of loved how cool and laid back Gomez Adams was. He is. I
2: i lean to me probably just because I'm I'm younger. I obviously lean towards Raul Julia will forever oh, be yeah. my go don't and I love the overt sexuality between him and Morticia and Patricia Houston. They did just such a phenomenal job together. Their chemistry as we talked about it when we talked that episode John. Like their yeah. chemistry is just unbeatable. But you're right. Like Gomez and uh, John Aston is is classic for a lot of people as Gomez Adams, so
1: I don't know much about the show, but the movie, of course. And then when you say mm-hmm. Christina Ricci, yeah. I naturally think of Casper. And then Devin Sawa. Yeah. And then just my heart. I just can't And then
2: crushes. Exactly. And then crushes.
1: That's how I got there in my mind. So yes. Oh, that's funny.
0: Which I I believe when we did our uh, when we did our nineties uh, crushes with our sister, Adam, didn't Devin Sawa make her oh, list? Devin Sawa makes every I'm sure girl's it was list on her list. list.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: Yeah,
0: and oh just for that God. scene, he could have been in no other movies ever again, and he You're still right. would have probably made people's list. Yes, Absolutely. yes. <laughs>
1: um, okay. Oh, are we going on?
0: Sure. Okay. Uh, unless you had something you wanted to add.
1: Mm-mm, mm-mm.
0: Okay. okay. All right. Well, let's uh, let's go back around to our number sevens.
1: Okay, so this is where I should have spoke up earlier, but my number seven <laughs> is Jill Taylor. Um, ditto everything Adam said. The only thing I will add is like she raised randy taylor jtt
2: crushes I'm squeezing crushes. in the 90s crushes episode into this I really, one. I, love I, it.
1: Really am. I really am i have to
2: jtt was our sister's number one crush yeah.
1: it, your sister and i are spirit animals because i absolutely agree <laughs> with her yeah
2: there
0: we go
1: yes but yes we already talked about her but i love jill she was great she kept yeah. it all together and there we go
0: she did yeah i always did appreciate like I mean, you know, I mean, Tim, Yes, yeah, so they showed her as a, kind of as a big doofus. But, like, Jill was always trying to better herself. I think yes. she, like, she went back to school at one point in the show. Yeah. I think you're right. Uh, yeah, she, she was did. trying to get new. She was always kind of working on herself. And that's something I think may have gotten overlooked at the time. Because, you know, everyone watched the show. Uh, you know, if you were a kid, you were watching it for either for, for how funny the boys were or how cute the boys were, depending on how you want to look at yeah. it, um, or how funny Tim was. But Jill is a... I'm going to say kind of like a model parent. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. absolutely. Yes.
0: So I think that's uh, definitely worth talking about. Uh, all right, Adam, what is your number seven? My number
2: seven, I think has a good chance of being higher on somebody's list. And he just, he, he kept blowing his top every episode, but of course you would too, if you had to deal with fucking Steve Urkel, uh, I went with Carl Winslow as my number seven. Higher on my He's list.
0: Higher on my list. <laughs> I, I, I figured, I figured. It was a great, great call. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, all right, so my number seven uh, it's it, it's possible it could show up. Um, for some reason, I've always kind of liked this guy. he was the character was a blue collar dad uh, in an imperfect family, and I think that's one of the first times where we really get to see kind of like you know what family life really was kind of like for most Americans. My number seven is Dan Connor. From Roseanne.
1: Oh, oh, okay. That's a yeah. good one. That's a good one.
2: That Yeah. That is a show that, you know, I kind of look back at it and just like, you know, even though our, our parents were divorced and we didn't have, you know, the, that, that exact kind of family unit, it, it right. felt much more accurate to the real American life. And, you know, you didn't have all the money for everything that a lot of these other parents could just seemingly afford. <laughs> um, yeah. Dan Conner. And he had his, he had his problems. He had his troubles. I'm pretty sure he had like a, there was like an yeah. alcoholism episode yeah. and some yeah. other stuff as well. There was some real shit in Roseanne that before she got real crazy, um, the show itself, like back in the day, was actually a pretty pretty decent show. So I, I wholeheartedly agree. It's a good Yeah, call.
1: great show. That is a really good one. I'm surprised I didn't put that on my list, but that's, that's yep. great.
0: Well, let's go ahead and swing back around to number six. Okay. Finish up our bottom five. So
1: my number six, which I know is higher on your list, John is Carl Winslow. So I was just, yes, I was he, close he, to you, Adam. Really, you were really close. <laughs> yep. Yes. Yes. <All> right.
0: <laughs> yes. He is higher on my list. Okay. Okay. Uh, all right, Adam. Number six.
2: Yeah. My number six is one of the first of mine that is just chock full of energy. Well, not energy, but sass. Um, and he is, uh, he's just freaking hilarious. Even though the show was from the 90s, it was all about the 70s, and I'm talking about Red Foreman from that 70s show. Still to this day,
0: never seen an episode of the 70s show. Okay.
2: It's a good show. It's a good show. Um, My wife went on a big stint where she loved the 70s show for a while, and so I kind of saw it in passing. And I never really watched it massively when it came out, but I always appreciated the dad. Uh, He's just... He would bring like the sarcasm and just he would be the quick person, quick wit to like he he puts people down a peg. And it's I always <laughs> kind of appreciate that. You'll see that with some of the other characters I've got on my list. The dude is hilarious. Kurtwood Smith is a fantastic funny actor, um, in this particular role, brutally honest, um, huge part of the humor in that show for me. And so yeah, anytime I felt like anytime I think felt like he was in a scene or on screen, it made that 70 show better. So Ooh. I liked him a lot.
0: wonder if he uh, ever asked uh, Ashton Kutcher if he could fly. Oh, Can you fly, you. Ashton? Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a RoboCop Robo <laughs> so, Love it. Uh, uh, what are we on? Oh, my number six. Yeah, you're number six. All right, so my number six, I, f- I really felt like I did need to uh, represent this TV show um, because I watched the crap out of it. Um, and unfortunately I didn't feel comfortable going with one of the parents. So I had to go with the other one. So my number six is Claire Huxtable higher on my list. Oh, okay. Yeah. Another great pick. All
1: right. Those are
0: great. Yeah. Um, okay. Number fives. All right. Number five. Okay. We'll go ahead now to our top half.
1: I don't think that this will be on anybody's list, but if it is, that's amazing. And actually I don't even know. Okay. This isn't, it's it's a '90s show, but I don't know if it's sitcom. So I might have like gone a little out of the box on this one. But I picked um, Charles Finster, who is Chucky's dad from Rugrats. Is that okay? Yeah. Does that still count? That's oh, fair. That's, is yeah, that okay? Absolutely oh, sure. right. um,
2: yeah. So yeah, sitcom enough.
1: Obviously, I love like the Mr. And Mrs. Pickles, Tommy Pickles' parents, mm-hmm. like, but. Charles raised Chucky to be like the sweet I'm talking about him like he's a real child but like the sweetest (laughs) and most innocent little redhead you know and I just was like and he always just tugged at my heartstrings because you always like felt felt bad for him kind of and you always wanted Mm -hmm. him to like find someone and then that episode when he's trying to when he's showing Chucky like his his mom who had you know, we assume yeah. had passed and oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. So yes, I just have a, such a special place in my heart for Charles Finster, Chucky's dad from Rugrats. That's my number
0: five. No, oh, that's fair. I
2: think that's pretty valid. That's a good, that's yeah. a good call. He is, he's definitely the most sentimental parent out of okay. any of those. I, I'm glad he didn't go with, uh, the Phil and Lil DeVille. I remember the mom was so like, you know, winter workout gear all the time.
1: Yeah, and I was definitely not picking Angelica's parents. Cause I was like, they, no. needed, they needed to yeah, figure that shit out because she's a little menace. <laughs> but yeah.
2: That's <laughs> no, good. Good, Paul. Awesome. Adam. My number five. You don't five. have to wait too long or John, you don't uh, because my number five is Claire Huxtable. Oh, okay. So, yep. I mean, Same kind of reasons. I felt like I had to include the Cosby show, but they, I mean, they were iconic, wonderful parents for the shows. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, not going to pick Bill, Uh, but, (laughs) but even, even so, even if I felt like the need Claire, I think she's got a little edge kind of similar enough to the Jill Taylor vibe. I mean, but she's, she's got these, she's such a um, good role model for not just her kids in the show, but for, every female, every african american, like that show had a lot of good things to it and claire mm-hmm. is one of them. she's a successful lawyer, she was intelligent, she was very level-headed and um you know, it's just it felt like uh it was good to show their uh, working mother in a show like that in sitcoms where they did not have working mothers. she was i feel a really true strong black and feminist icon.
0: i i like that and i i think i agree with you in that like jill taylor she always felt like the smartest one in the room yes anytime she was in the scene especially with bill and they and i think they played that very well um and i think that's important because i think often that is the (laughs) that is the correct dynamic you're right
2: i mean she had great chemistry with bill cosby hell they did a another show uh later together as a a married couple again but it wasn't the cosby couple they were something different but something else yeah yeah there is a show that wasn't as successful obviously
0: uh cool all right so my number five is not gonna show up on anyone's list this one is on there and I think I've I, I've mentioned this on the show and I don't think she's made any sort of similar list I don't think she made my crushes list I don't think so but I don't know why I've always had a thing for Peggy Bundy I <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I remember you talking about that. <laughs> I watched that show religiously because I loved Peggy. Yeah. Al was funny as hell, but like I was not like the other kids of my age who were all about Christina Applegate. I actually really liked Peggy. That so. is
1: so funny.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, Katie Sagal's beautiful woman, but like oh, yeah. Peggy.
2: Piggy's a terrible person. <laughs> he's not really a good person.
0: I was, well, I'm not necessarily picking the people in this list because of their merits sure. every time. Sometimes it is, but sometimes just because I'm nostalgic for the show and in this case it happened to be some kind of, you know, boyhood lust, I guess. <laughs> That's, That's the best way to, you know. I was going It is to, what it is.
1: I was going to put the Bundys on my but I was like, they were bad parents. No, I'm not gonna put them <laughs> on my list, but I, I respect I respect the crush. She did have it going on, you know? She did.
0: Oh, yeah. 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 And, I mean, she was always trying to keep the relationship together. She clearly loved Al. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, Mm -hmm. Despite his... uh, God, he's so lazy. I know. Laziness. I mean, I can respect the laziness, but at the same time, like, you know... It's your family. You yes. gotta do something. Yep. Yes. True. That's great. All right. Uh, let's move on to our number fours.
1: Okay. I don't know why five and four for me. I kind of I cheated. I cheated on this one. Y'all can, y'all can call me out for it. This is not. Fine. I'm gonna be honest. This one is not a parent, but I would have done myself injustice if I did not put this <laughs> character on the list because it might as well have been a parent. Number four for me is Mr. Feeney. Mr. Feeney, uh, I understand he's not a <laughs> parent.
2: Told you, Boy Meets World is life for some of these people.
1: Life. But like I learned more from Mr. Feeney than I like he, he parented all of them throughout the stages of their life. True. Fight me on it. Fight me in the comments. No, that,
2: I think I, we love we love those some of the outside the box answers and I think that is fantastic.
0: Uh, yeah, I think it's completely valid. If all reasoning. the rules for
1: the rest. Phoenix, but- Phoenix. 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 You got to do the Fedek call. I know. I, I tried. <laughs> it. <as> I failed.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's not good. I don't do it well either. Oh no one, No so one great. can quite be like Eric. But-
1: uh, wait. Story though. I actually. I just remember this when I was living in LA. I was at Gelson's. Why I don't know. I was living paycheck to paycheck. Gelson's is like a Whole <laughs> thing. Like, yeah,
2: that's up there.
1: Why I was there, I don't know. But Mr. Feeney almost ran into me with his shopping cart, and I was like, oh, yeah. "Feeney." I know I didn't say that. I wish I did. <laughs> yeah. But as he passed, I was like, "Oh my god, I just saw Mr. Feeney!" Yeah. Like, and I just had a moment, and I I just wanted to say all the things, but I I didn't because you know it's LA and we we don't do that. But yeah. I did. I saw Mr. Feeney in the flesh, and it made my life.
0: Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. That is great. I think the one time I've only ever like freaked out seeing a celebrity... I don't remember if... Adam, you were with me. or I don't think you were no, with this
2: me. Is, uh, I'll, I'll let you say it. I think I know uh, which one you're going to go with, though.
0: Yeah. Uh, it was... Um, oh, God, why can't I think of the actor's name? Neil Flynn? Neil Flynn, yep. uh, who was the janitor on Scrubs. Oh!
1: Yes.
0: And... I was. I've there. seen. I've seen my fair share of celebrities, both here in Vegas because they're here all the time, or visiting people in LA, especially when Adam was in LA. And it's just like, oh, cool. They're you know they're they're people. Down. And for some reason, first of all, he's very tall. Secondly, when he walked by me and I noticed it was him, I blurted it out. Oh shit! It's the janitor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I immediately turned away because I was very embarrassed because I knew that was that was bad form. And thankfully, he just kind of ignored it and kept going. So. Yeah. I
2: have I did a, a lot similar one. I, was, I had a similar like bad form one um, where this was not terribly long a- or, or late after uh, Inglourious Bastards came out mm-hmm. and Eli Roth, the director, he was also he was in that show. He played the, the bear Jew character, if you remember that mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I was having drinks at the Beverly Hilton again. I didn't make enough money to have drinks at the <laughs> Beverly Hilton, but I did that night and I was walking out and I walked out. And as I walked out, uh, Eli Roth walked in and I was just like, literally because I was tipsy as fuck. I told him, holy fuck, it's the bear Jew. And And then he he just ignored the shit out of me. And also it's not good to scream things like that when, you know, (laughs) just around town. So I don't recommend that to anybody, but that was
1: Oh, that's funny. Just going back to Scrubs real quick. I never watched it. I should, but I Uh get that I look like. I've never gotten people that said oh, I look yeah. like. They say I look like Elliot all the I get that. Yeah, yeah, time. yeah,
2: I see some Sarah Chalk. And Absolutely. And
1: from, she was on Roseanne as well.
2: Yes, yeah, she was. Yes, so. Yep. I, yeah,
1: get, I get that. She's my celebrity lookalike.
0: Yep. Nice. Uh, all right. Where are we? I think um, four? No, my number Four? Four?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Four, yeah. four was your Feeney. Um, I don't feel like I should talk much about mine because I'd be shocked if this um, father was not on, I'd say Megan's list. Mine is Danny Tanner from Full House.
1: Higher for me. Higher. yeah, Higher.
2: I, I figured.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, uh, well, my number four is, I think, someone who's actually made everyone's list and we can finally talk about him, and that is Carl Winslow. Okay, yeah, that's yes. awesome. yes. Good choice. I mean, how great was Carl Winslow? Oh yeah. Reginald Vell Johnson did a freaking great
2: job. You know, I mean, he had to put up with a lot of crap, honestly, <laughs> in that show um, with Steve Urkel. But he had a lot of kids. I mean, that was that was itself. Family Matters, just a phenomenal show.
1: I love his character balance of being tough, a tough cop. But being a softie, mm-hmm. like being a teddy bear and that yeah. comedic timing, you know, it, it mm-hmm. was just impeccable and so, so good. I, I, I love him.
0: And I, I kind of feel bad for uh, Reginald Val Johnson because I don't know if I've ever seen him in a role that wasn't a cop. Uh, yeah. True. Yeah. Every time I see him on screen, he's one. But I, I just I just believe it every time. Oh, he's he's mm-hmm. perfect. I like uh, to think that uh, that uh, canon, he's just the same character every time. <laughs>
2: I like that. Yeah, we're we're living all just in the Reginald Vell Johnson-verse, basically. You know, we're going to do that. Um, The one thing that kind of, like, I think fell apart with Family Matters was in the later seasons, they just stuck to the Carl and Steve Urkel dynamic where it just got, they got away, further and further away from the rest of the family and it just became the Steve Urkel show. And, you know, not not too many issues with that because, you know, I loved Urkel, too, back in the day. Um, But... Yeah, Carl himself was fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely great. I mean, and that's so far the only one that's been on all of our lists, I think. I think
1: so, yeah. 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 Yep. Great.
0: Okay. All right. All right, let's go to our top three. Megan.
1: Okay, I'm really excited about this one. This is thinking outside the box because you don't typically think of her as a parent, but she was. So I picked Sophia Petrillo from The Golden Girls. She's the oldest.
2: Higher on my list. And my... (laughs) And my number three is also Sophia Petrillo from The Golden Girls.
1: I thought I had you guys. That's awesome.
0: (laughs) Yep. Uh, All right, Adam, what's your number three? My my number three is Sophia. Oh, that's right. Yep. Uh, My number three is also kind of thinking outside the box. He's not a great parent. He's not even really a good parent, but he's one of my favorite characters. My number three is Homer Simpson.
2: Oh, see. I originally wrote him down, but because I was like, now credit those earlier seasons, he is a fantastic. You know, you see how much he cares. You know, yeah. like there's that one particular where you see a bunch of pictures of Maggie. There, I remember like Lisa was like, oh, why don't we have any pictures of Maggie at the house? Because they were all at his work. And then like after like season six or seven, they just start dumbing him down and dumbing <laughs> <Yeah>. him down. <laughs> but for a few seasons, I think that's a it's a really good call.
0: I mean. He he's everyone's fa- you know favorite lovable doofus, mm-hmm. really. Yeah, um, my kids love the Simpsons. We watch them all the time. Um, so it's 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 been a great ride with with them because especially now with the streaming, I can go back and watch even old and even my son who's like, oh yeah, that's from like season four, but and I'm like. I don't even remember that shit. How
1: many, se- yeah. like it's the longest, how many seasons are there of the Simpsons? Cause I know it's so mm. it's still going right.
2: I mean, it started, yeah, it started in 89 and it, it, it never skipped a year. Um, so it's what 2021. I mean, Oh
1: God. my gosh. 30
0: yeah. something seasons. 30. So yeah. That's like 32. Impeccable. That's
1: yeah. amazing. Yeah,
0: incredible. That's amazing. Uh, and it's still funny. I mean, I, I know a lot of people are like, you know, the newer episodes aren't as good. And, and is it, I've kind of been in the thought of is it really that they're not as good or is it because you're so nostalgic for the older episodes that you yep. you're not watching the newer stuff uh, with fresh eyes yeah. cuz I, I just admit a lot of new episodes I still find to be pretty funny.
2: And I I've, I've heard it's kind of like a roller coaster or someone like a like a sure. Saturday Night Live where you know certain years are much better than others. I've kind of heard Simpsons is back on the up again. Um, but I'm I'm kind of in that group where I had my Simpsons time. It yeah. lasted a decade in my eyes, and I freaking love it for that. Um, but like, I just can't get back into it. There's too much good shows right now. I, I just don't have the time for Simpsons anymore. And I
0: think I think if, if I didn't have kids, especially if I didn't have kids who were into it, mm-hmm. then I wouldn't be watching it as much. Gotcha. So that's fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Uh, number two.
1: Okay. My number two is he was a dad. Not often thought of as a dad. More of an uncle. But... Jesse Kitsopoulos. Higher on my
0: list. I before you even say it, I'm just gonna say John. On my no, 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 John. You're she it it's not Oh no, Oh, no. different one. Sorry. Because uh, your
2: number one, John, is gonna be my number one. She oh, is okay. saying Jesse. Never Kitsopolis. mind. Never mind. <laughs> yes,
0: oh, okay. Yes,
1: Jesse um, because, Never Um because he fathered Nikki and Alex, the twins. Yes. Yeah. Um, but Full House is just my jam.
2: Whoa. Where where's the Dave Coulier love I'm going to throw out there because you've said Danny is higher and then now you're throwing out Jesse.
1: OK, listen, but with Dave Coulier, he didn't make the list because I already stretched it with Feeney. OK, and Dave yeah. Coulier wasn't really a dad. He was like an uncle. He never got married. So I was like, I got I almost put him on the list, but I was like, I can't. I need to pick Feeney. Right. And if I'm going to go Jesse and y- y'all already. Yeah. know.
2: And he went, and he had the, he, he had the twins Nikki exactly and, uh, what was, Nikki and Alex
1: yeah. yes yes Alex yep, that's so, right so right. um I literally have seen and we'll talk more about it because I have someone else on my list but
2: okay <laughs> okay well I'll, <laughs> All right, I'll just stop fair. it there
1: I'll stop it there I'll stop it there yes
2: okay um my number two John that we're at Yep, yeah, your number two. My number two, well, we can tell, we can kind of discern what Megan's number one (laughs) English kind of two is. Um, My number two is certainly not on John's list because he is not a fan of the show, but I am. I love me some Seinfeld, Uh. enough to have my entire uh, another podcast devoted to it, but I am talking Frank Costanza is my number two. I freaking love Frank Costanza, played impeccably by Jerry Stiller. Um, I mean, he was also another solid dad on the King of Queens show, so he was pretty similar, but not, he wasn't, he was a lot more like regular and laid back. He was legitimately insane asylum in Seinfeld, and I think that's what I loved about him. He was super loud, super crazy. I mean, he gave us Festivus. He did all this crazy stuff with Kramer. Um, He would Basically, smack his his son George all the time, and it was just he was hilarious. Literally, Jerry Stiller is is a comedy is a comedic genius, and he brought that to Seinfeld, which is one of my all time favorite shows. And so I I adore that
0: character. Didn't he come up with the man's ear too?
2: Yeah, exactly. He had the bro or the man's ear, who depending on who you wanted to <laughs> to talk to about that. But I mean, yeah, tons of tons of hilarious moments, like iconic Seinfeld moments, belong to Frank
0: for sure. I did enjoy. Uh... Uh, Jerry Stiller. So I, mm. uh, out of all the characters in the show, I probably enjoyed him the most. Okay. Uh, my number two was Sophia Petrillo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good call. Adam and I recently went back and started rewatching Golden Girls for uh, pod- our podcast, and I got to tell you, God, that show was great. So phenomenal. Funny. The funniest.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, I mean, we're watching it in 2020. I watched it last year, and John watched it this year, and it it holds up incredibly well.
1: Oh yeah, they yeah. just their chemistry together as a as That's a true. team. Like, just everyone had their own, you know, storyline, their own, mm-hmm. and 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 Dorothy. I I can't remember her real name, but just her comedic, yeah. ti- their timing on everything yeah. was just so good. But yeah. Sophia. Just being the little old lady that's the oldest and kind of the mother to all of them, but also being the one that needed probably the most mothering because she was just had a mind of her own, you know? She just did the craziest (laughs) stuff. And anyways, yeah, just such a great show.
0: (laughs) Mm. It was.
2: Which John, we already had mentioned that um, Estelle Getty was actually younger than B. Arthur. Wait, really? Uh, when, who played her daughter? Oh yeah.
1: Oh wait, that is so true. <laughs> yeah. It's all hair and makeup that they. I I forgot exactly. about all that hair, too. Yeah,
2: B, uh, Betty White is actually the oldest out of any of those ladies, and she's the one who's still standing. Really? Um, wait, I didn't yeah. know
1: that. Oh wow.
2: Yeah, Betty, I mean, uh, I believe Betty White and B. Arthur were born in the same year, but like just a couple months older is uh, Betty White. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, but Sophia. She is intensely Sicilian. Yes. she'll let yes. you know that yes. she is sarcastic, sassy, hilarious, and she just—you—you you loved watching her chop down the other girls, yeah. like the the other golden girls. She would just make fun of them, and you loved it because, and you loved her for it. Yes. So,
0: and it's definitely been interesting and fun rewatching the show with my wife because she comes from a Sicilian family. So, uh, she anytime anytime uh, Sophia would say something about Sicilians. My wife be like, yep, that's true. I'm like, you're only half Sicilian.
1: <laughs> that's funny. That's funny.
0: So, uh, all right. We've made it to our number ones. And so we kind of know what Megan's is. And uh, Adam is pretty sure we have the same one. And I, I'm not surprised there. Uh, so Megan, so we already kind of know. Why don't you tell us what is your number yes. one? Yes.
1: Okay. So my number one is obviously Danny Tanner from Full House. Okay. Yeah. Full House. I've seen every episode. I've seen every episode a million times. My parents taped, VHS taped every single episode. I would watch an episode before school. I'd watch it after school. My parents taught me time in regards to Full House episodes. I'd be like, Mom, Dad, how much more time until, you know, dance practice? They're like, two more Full House episodes. Like, everything was around Full House. And to me, I just loved, I loved the idea of having the, the three guys raised the th- three girls and Danny mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: knowing Bob Saget as who he is being this kind of like dirty, raunchy comedian, having to play this squeaky clean sitcom dad character was probably so out of his element, but he did it so well. And I just, I'm just always a fan of Bob Saget in general. Actually, he's going to be in Raleigh in a couple of weeks. And I'm like going to get tickets because I'm like, I have to, I have to see him perform his comedy, but yeah, yeah nice. I just, Biggest Full House fan here, and I just loved him as a sitcom dad. And forever will always be my number one.
0: Yeah. Did you watch uh, Fuller House when it came I out? I
1: did. Yeah, I did. You know, it, 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 it's weird. I love. I appreciate it. I love that they all came back. It is hard watching something so new because you're still so. Into the nostalgia, you know, but they did bring mm-hmm. so much of it back, like the couch and having re- redoing the house to look similar to. Mm-hmm. So it was cool to watch, but always an OG of the full house.
0: Uh, all right, Adam, uh, you're certain we have the same one. So why don't you spoil yeah. it for everyone?
2: Yeah, to me, the second that we decided this was the episode that we were gonna do, I wrote down this is my number one, and it's not even close.
0: That's that's exactly what it is. Was the first name I wrote down, and it immediately went into the number one spot.
2: He is not technically. We're kind of taking a page out of uh, Megan's book. He's not technically a father. Well, I mean, he he is. He is. Well, he is a father, but like to the main character, he's not the father. Yes. And, but he really is. Oh, I know what you're
1: going to say, and I can't believe I didn't put this on my list. But go ahead,
2: go ahead. Yeah, and he's just absolutely he
0: he. Uh, I, it's fucking Uncle Phil,
2: man. Yes. Yeah. yeah, the guy's yes. amazing. Yes, <laughs>
0: yes. So many life lessons learned from yeah. watching Uncle Phil interact with Will Smith's mm-hmm. character. Um, I, anytime, this clip floats around on TikTok every now and then, and sometimes on YouTube, the scene out of the episode when uh, uh, Carlton and and Will get arrested um, for just driving a car, and he comes in and just owns everyone inside, Uncle Phil does, is some of the best sitcom television acting I've ever seen. Yeah. To
2: me, actually, it's that's a fantastic scene. I love it. And another iconic moment to me is the episode where Will's real father comes back into the picture uh, yeah. uh, for an episode, and then he pretty much ends up ghosting him, and Will is heartbroken. Mm-hmm. Will, Will Smith does a great job, you know, kind of feeling broken and anger, and who's there to pick up the pieces? Uncle Phil. And he is such a strong presence in that show. Yeah. It's incredible.
0: If you've ever heard, Will Smith uh, has done a little bit of an interview talking about that scene in particular, Mm -hmm. Um, and they're doing it, they keep doing it and doing it, and finally um, James Avery kind of goes to him, he goes, you know, be here with me, be here with me right now in this moment, let's make this, you know, this acting moment, and then the scene that you get is the final one that they did, and he said that when they hug, James Avery whispered in his ear, now that's fucking acting. <laughs> oh, that's that's awesome. awesome. That was Will Smith did a great performance. He
2: did, and, yeah. But Uncle Phil, right there. I mean, the dude, super successful, super intelligent. I mean, he had his shit done. Or, you know, you know, everything was tied up. And when shit got real, you could always go to Uncle Phil. You know, yes, yeah. he had to like you know wrangle Will, you know, and and some of the hijinks that he would get into. And always loved him throwing out jazz. You know, <laughs> like, that was always good stuff. Do you remember um, the pool hall scene?
0: I do. Where well, that, Phil, where Will gets like uh, yeah faked out of some money, and so Uncle Phil shows up and then plays in. dumb until he pulls out. I forget what he called it, but his cue had a name. Yeah, and pull, and just runs the table. It was there were some
2: there were some absolute real moments in that oh, show yeah. where yeah, like he had to deal with he had to deal with some racism, he had to deal with some all this other stuff as well. But Uncle Phil just um, he was always an inspiration to me and I always appreciated that character. So it's, I'm not surprised that he was at least for John and I, uh, number one, I, I, there is a, Oh ahead, no, I was
1: just gonna say, I don't even know why. Like I didn't, I don't, maybe Cause I had the uncle like in my mind or I just yeah. wasn't, mm. but Oh my gosh, what an icon. But to be honest with you, like I feel like uncle Phil as a character would scare the shit out of me. Like I would never want to do anything <laughs> wrong because I would not want to yeah. piss off uncle Phil. Like, Oh my God. Mm-hmm.
0: you're so right <laughs> <laughs> there's a great uh, outtake from uh, family matters where it was like towards the end or or something where uh, the little kid walks in with a new friend and Reginald val Johnson's like talking to him about something and he goes oh yeah my dad and actually James Avery walked in it was wow. it was a joke on Reginald val Johnson that he didn't know. Uh, that he was coming uh, in oh, and Rigel funny. like loses it. It's a great clip. You got to find it. Oh so. yeah, I'll definitely. Check it was out either an outtake or something that they did sort of like at the end when the credits are starting to roll. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Something right there. It's a it's a great little it's a great little funny scene. Do we even really want to do any honorable mentions? Uh, I got Is it a necessary? couple I can throw out. Okay. I think
2: sure. Um, I'll put out uh, Martin Crane from Frasier. Mm. He kind of had a similar yeah. uh, like Sophia Petrillo kind of sass to him. He was pretty good um yeah I don't care about talking about anyone else <laughs> I guess he's the only one. <laughs> okay. no, oh, you know what I'll throw out um the mom and dad from sister's sister like yes! they were pretty solid I must be my I, list.
1: I yes mm-hmm.
2: yeah yeah they were they were good calls as well I'm not sure who I would pick I probably would pick Lisa Landry Lisa from mm-hmm. Sister, because she mm-hmm. was far more entertaining yes. than the dad the dad was very stick up the butt yes. um, <laughs> but because the other one is Jack a Harry I mean it's just like she's awesome uh, so but yeah those those are the couple that I'll mention
0: you know, actually, it was funny. Um, I think it was when my sister was here a week or so ago. Uh, we were watching, like, Price is Right. And then right after Price is Right is usually a soap opera. And we got distracted, and we just let it run into the soap opera. And I was watching it, and I was looking at it. And I'm like, that's the mom from Sister, Sister, isn't it? And it was. She was on a soap, this like, this year, just for a couple oh, episodes that's or interesting,
1: something. Cause so interesting. Because she's so funny and comedic. I wouldn't... I,
0: Honestly, yeah. I was just proud, proud I picked her. I was like, that's the mom from Sister Sister. That's
1: great, yeah. 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 Uh,
0: All right. I don't really have any honorable mentions. I don't know about you, Megan.
1: No, the only person I was thinking of, which honestly isn't even a parent, but uh, as we were just talking, I thought of friend dresser, dresser from the nanny.
0: From the nanny. Okay. You know, yeah, she, I
1: mean, she, you know, I just think she yeah. deserves a little, a little nod, a little nod, sure. if you will. Sure. She was a good
0: one. I, that was not a show I particularly watched, um, so I'm not as familiar with mm-hmm. uh, her role in that. I don't think Adam, you watched it either, did you? No, no I just yeah, it wasn't. My like mom cup of tea watched when I was it, younger. and
1: I think I was like watching exactly. it with her, but I don't know uh, yeah. as much. But she always was like a, a yeah. funny c- comedy, you know, character. To it,
0: me. It's it's funny because that's why that's why shows like Picket Fences is nostalgic for me, not because I particularly watched them, but because. Our mother watched them and there was yeah. the only. that was really the only television in the house. So My mom also loved design women. She
1: watched that one. Oh yeah, <laughs> I think I think our mom did too. Yeah. yeah,
0: she did. She did. Well, Megan, thank you so much for coming on here. Oh, thank you so um, much for having me. I hope you had uh fun at least putting the list together. I did why don't you kind of close us out with uh, just letting people know where they can find you on the internet or anything you got coming up or whatever you want to plug.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys again so much for having me. I did a a lot of fun. Um, You guys can follow me on Instagram at um, Megan explains it all. That's Megan with an H M E G H A N. Um, And yeah, I do my own little uh, fun web series now called becoming Southern because I'm new to the South. I just moved to North Carolina. So my friends are constantly like taking me and doing things. And I'm like, what is this? They just think it's hilarious that I'm, I'm a city girl and being here. <laughs> I'm like, what? It, like you, you, grab an egg from a chicken like what i so i was like i have to film all this so i do that so if you want to follow that page called becoming southern you can um but yeah just getting acclimated to north carolina life
0: awesome is that on uh, instagram as well
1: yes it's on um igtv as well as facebook and i do put it on youtube but mainly facebook and igtv all
0: right well that was our top 10 sitcom parents please join us next time for a mostly south park themed episode We're going to discuss the 1999 film, the ongoing television series, and we're going to do a missed casting by recasting the 1984 film Supergirl. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us at blastfromourpast at gmail.com. And if you want to suggest a movie or TV show from your childhood or to be a guest on the podcast, go over to patreon.com backslash blastpastcast and pick a tier that works for you. To find us on social media, search for at blastpastcast. So until next time, I'm John. And I'm Adam. And thanks for joining us. See you next time.
2: This episode of the Blast from Our Past podcast is brought to you by 80 steescom The BFOP network has partnered with 80 steascom to uh, give you guys a fantastic deal. If you go to 80stees.com and use our code BFOP, that's B-F-O-P, you will get 30% off your entire order. I've got a shirt that's come in, it is fantastic. They have got tons of different merch options for any kind of 80's thing that you love. I can guarantee you're gonna find it on 80stees.com. Their shirts are awesome quality. The one I am got on right now is fantastic and soft fits perfect. So make sure you go to 80stease.com and use the code BFOP, that's B-F-O-P, for 30% off your order. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like
1: to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim, and with me today in studio is co-host Dean. Oh, hey,
0: hey, Tim. Dean. Uh, This isn't a full episode. This is actually just an ad. All we have to do is tell everyone that our podcasts come out on Mondays and they can find us on their favorite podcatcher. If they're into movies, comics, or video games, they should definitely check us out.
1: Oh, well then, thanks everybody for listening and we'll catch you next time.
2: Talking Back.